0: From Politics in madison you're listening to capital chats
1: hello everybody this is kate morton with Wiss Politics here with a capital chats podcast brought to you by spectrum today i'm here with my colleague adam Kelnhofer to talk about an interview he did with corrections committee chair michael schraw so adam we've heard a lot about our prisons lately what did you guys talk about Hi, Kate. Yeah, so we did talk about uh, state prisons and primarily kind of uh, what some of the issues are with state prisons right now, which uh, has a lot to do with high vacancy rates at some of Wisconsin's maximum security prisons. We also touched on a little bit about what his committee plans to tackle next in the upcoming months. So let's just jump right into the interview and hear what Shaw had to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Wisp Politics Capital Chats podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Uh, today, I am joined by Representative Michael Schra, who is the Assembly Corrections Committee Chair. Uh, he is a Republican from Oshkosh. So, uh, Representative Schra, what's going on with the current state of prisons right now? Like, uh, if you could give us a, a brief uh, just kind of summary of how the state of Wisconsin prisons are right now, what would you say?
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, we've got about 22,000 people that are incarcerated. Um, We have a number of facilities that uh, are fairly old, um, but it is pretty expensive to build a new facility. We're probably looking in the area of 750 million to a billion dollars to build a new correctional facility. So um, to give you an overall picture, in the last budget, I pushed really hard for a $13 an hour raise because we were at crisis levels with uh, vacancy rates. Uh, We just could not find employees and the employees that were in the facilities were working a ton of overtime and people were burning out. So I was able to actually be very successful. We got the $13 an hour raise, and you can see that already. It's having a positive effect. Um, vacancy rates across the board are coming down in all the facilities except uh, Waupon Correctional, and that is in my district, that being the oldest facility uh, in the state of Wisconsin. And that's currently right now at about 56% vacancy rate. And they are taking a couple security uh, personnel from other um, facilities and bringing them in to help out. But all the other, uh, uh, almost every single uh, facility, whether it be maximum security or medium are all down. Um, We just graduated 214 individuals that went through the academy that will be added uh, to the different uh, facilities. And we talked to uh, Department of Corrections yesterday and they have more applications right now than they know what to do with. So looking in the future, I think it's very positive for staff. Um, in the next budget, uh, we were, we were not able to get raises for everybody. We uh, took the most critical and that was uh, security staff. Um, so in the next budget, we're going to um, that's one of my top priorities is to get Uh, raises for um, teachers, nurses, and food service, and community corrections. Um, So I think things are are looking positive. And, um, you know, uh, right now, um, I'm very pleased with kind of where things have transpired since the budget. Um, You know, all the years that I was calling for raises, and my colleagues finally listened and we got it in the budget and it's exactly happening the way that I said it would. Um, you know, the facilities are filling up, more people are going into correction. So that aspect, very positive. Yeah.
1: Um, so you actually touched on one area I really wanted to talk about, the vacancy rate at Waupon. Um, mm-hmm. looking at the DOC numbers right now and it's the vacancy rate for the security staffs. Those would be uh, just officers and sergeants, basically. Um, they're at 56.2% vacancy rate. Yep. How do you, you know, how do you, like you said, the the raises have helped uh, in a lot of areas, but that, that vacancy rate is still quite high. How do you get yep. that number to come down?
0: Well, um, that's a tricky question because um, when a person can, go through the academy and come in and start working at $33 an hour, that $13 an hour raise helped across the board. But now people I think are thinking, I'd rather work at a newer facility or I'd rather work in Oshkosh or Dodge uh, rather than the oldest facility in Oshkosh or in Wapan. And even though there's a $5 an hour add-on for a vacancy rate over 40% and then an additional $2 um, if you're coming from a medium security prison, that's another $7 you'd be making. So, you know, you'd be looking at $38, $39, making $39 an hour um, right out of the academy. And um, that could be signaling, you know, something in the future that we're going to have to look at. Um, I know that the city of Wapan um, was built around that particular prison. And, uh, I do not represent that area anymore with the new district. And, um, you know, I think we're going to have to take some serious looks at what we're going to do with green Bay or Waupun. uh, in, are we going to invest a billion dollars, uh, to build a new facility Will the governor even approve the funding for a new facility? Um, So those are all questions that kind of are up in the air. But um, it's definitely concerning. It's understandable. Um, And I'm hoping with more and more applications, the numbers are going to come down, the vacancy rate numbers. And hopefully that will help at Waupon also.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on on the vacancy rates and the whole situation there. you know, a lot of people have been talking about for quite a few years trying to build a new maximum security facility to kind of consolidate Green Bay and Waupun, which are the two oldest facilities in the state uh, built before <laughs> 1900, actually. Um, how how likely do you think that plan is to happen and how long do you think it might take? Would it take an administration change at the the gubernatorial level or what would it take?
0: Yeah, I think from my indications, um, the governor would push back pretty hard if we wanted to build a new facility. Um, If we could guarantee that we were going to shut two facilities down and maybe not add any beds uh, to the number, you know, so the total number from Wapan and Green Bay, combine that and maybe build a facility that would be a little bit um, uh, smaller or very close, Um, you know, then maybe. We could get something done, but I think when he ran uh, for governor, and you know he talked about releasing half of the prison population over time, I think that's a non-starter, um, you know, right now. But we have to have that conversation. Yeah, um, it's it'll
1: definitely be interesting to watch how that how that kind of conversation shapes up. Um, we are actually seeing the the prison population. Uh, increase, you know, post COVID because uh, the Evers administration right. tried to release nonviolent offenders. And now kind of that, that population is going back up to pre pandemic levels. So yeah. yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the, uh, the lockdowns and uh, what DOC calls movement restrictions at Waupun and Green Bay. Um, the Evers administration and uh, Secretary Carr, I get still part of the Evers administration uh, announced a plan late last year to try and lift some of those movement restrictions at Waupon and Green Bay. Um, How how is that plan going? And, and, you know, when are those lockdowns going to be completely lifted?
0: Yeah, um, from my understanding, um, you know, the lockdowns are um, there is some improvement. Um, What you have to understand, I mean, there's two sides to the story. And the whole reason the lockdowns went into place is because there were, and I'm going to call it a handful, and that could be 25 or that could be 200. uh, There were a number of inmates, long-term inmates, that probably have uh, no chance of being released uh, because of the heinous crimes that they've committed that just started to push back against the security staff and they have what's called a standing count in prison. And it's for the health of the, uh, the inmate. And it's also for the safety um, and knowing, you know, where the population is at, where individuals are at. And they go around and you're supposed to stand to make sure that, you know, you're not passed out on your bed. And individuals with COVID, uh, you know, when COVID happened, they were starting to put blankets up over the bars and um, they were refusing to get up. And there was just general chaos and pushing back against the security officers. And that's really why it was a safety issue that this went into effect. And then when you only have 56%, uh, when you have a 56% vacancy rate, you are very short on staff. So it's really hard um, if we were at 100% staff levels uh, they would get their rec time. They would get uh, the the proper bathing time, and they'd be going to the schools and they'd be going to their jobs. But that facility, you know, how can you operate when you're looking at, um, you know, forty four percent of the employees that you're supposed to have? Um, it puts a lot of pressure on them, and even bringing in correctional staff from the other facilities um, you know, we're still at a high vacancy rate. So until we get this taken care of, and until there's some give and take from the individuals that are incarcerated, I think it's got to go both ways. Um, I don't think DOC and the, the administration wants any lawsuits and they understand that, you know, these, uh, guys are reaching out to their families saying, Hey, I haven't had a shower in a week and I haven't been to rec, but, You know, the problem is you've got two people in a cell. One of them doesn't want to get up. The other one wants to comply. But the guy that doesn't want to get up is telling his roommate, don't you stand up. You know, so I don't know if maybe you put all the bad actors in one cell block um, so that you're not um, you're not penalizing the people that are, you know, trying to be compliant and. You know just go about their day and and uh you know i'm i'm not the warden i'm not the the secretary so these are decisions they have to make and um you know hopefully the right decisions are being made yeah okay um so I know
1: uh, we don't have a ton of time left on this show, but um, you are the chair of the corrections committee. Uh, right. If you could, you know, summarize in in just very briefly, what are some of the a couple of the, the biggest areas that you want to tackle with your committee um, in the near future?
0: Well, um, you know, I think at the end of session we had two bills: AB 181, the earned release bill, and AB 183, the reentry bill. From what I'm hearing, the re-entry bill is probably going to be signed. Uh, the Senate, is, 181 is going to have to make it through the Senate. That is some very low-hanging fruit of criminal justice reform, that if we don't do some things like that, then we absolutely will be spending a billion dollars to build a new facility. Um, so, that's gonna be an indication what we're gonna be working on next session. I think a lot of it is gonna depend on the maps and how many individuals come back. Um, You know, I'll throw it out again. Uh, We're gonna miss Rep Goike, even though he's on the other side of the aisle, he's a good friend and he's passionate about criminal justice reform. Uh, So hopefully somebody from their side stands up and fills his boots. Um, But what we saw at the end with the Dems coming in, you know two Democrats came in with these 10 bills. They they did a press conference without even coming to me and talking to me about any of the bills. They came to me after the fact, well, I'm not gonna be able to get any of those bills passed uh, if you don't work with a a member of the majority. And uh, so I I think it was a stunt by Clancy and Madison. And uh, unfortunately, because they both serve on my committee. And if they really wanted to get something done uh, and we're gonna have to work together next session bipartisanly uh, to get anything done, uh, they should have come to me. So um, I, I think we're we're gonna have some good ideas. Um, th- there were a lot of bills that never even made it um, uh, to a hearing or to the floor. So, um, you know, I think next session uh, bearing all of us come back, um, You know, I think we're going to have an exciting uh, uh, committee on uh, corrections.
1: All right. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining me on today's show. Uh, Representative, pleasure to have you on.
0: All right, Adam. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, Adam. Thanks for taking the time to do that interview. In the meantime, if our listeners or readers want to learn more about the state of our prisons, they can head to wispolitics.com. That's right, Kate. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wisp Politics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum.